Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Hi, Lauren Taylor. <laughs> Hi, Dr. Cohen. Welcome to Gross Anatomy, Lauren Taylor. Thank you. I love Gross Anatomy Podcast. We miss you at Gross Anatomy Podcast, but I love that you're back here now kind of every other week. Yeah, and uh, Mariano's killing it the weeks I'm not doing it. I love your talks with him. And I love my talks with both of you guys. Actually, we I just decided maybe for one of our upcoming podcasts, we should do a three-way. Oh, yeah, we definitely should. That could be fun. We have very different voices. People people can tell who's talking. Usually when you get too many voices, people get confused, but... I think that could be fun. We got, we got, uh, we could have some good, and and I'll even maybe be quiet and let you guys do all the talking. <laughs> no audience member believes that, but that's, uh, that's why we like this show. You narrate it well. There you go. Thanks, Lauren. So what are we doing today? So today I wanted to talk about a few things. One apparently is becoming kind of a, not relevant anymore. Um, the Juul thing I sent you about, like the FDA banned Juul cigarettes. And we had talked about Juul on one of our podcasts, but apparently they appealed that and now the FDA took it back. So apparently you can still buy Juul cigarettes as of right now, I'm pretty sure. But originally they banned it and said that Juul had to prove that it's actually a beneficial to people, like that people that smoke are more likely to get off cigarette, like it's more likely to help them get off cigarettes, which I don't think they can prove. I'm not sure. Yeah, that that was their whole, you know, kind of marketing platform was it's it, the, the whole reason why they kind of came onto the market and, and snuck into the market was their whole claim that um, it helps people get off of smoking was kind of their rationale for it. Right. While secretly, not even secretly, it was pretty obvious. If you look at the ads, they're like advertising it like it's like bubble gum to kids. They're like making it in fun colors, like bright, like look at this. Yeah. It's smoking that's not harmful. So really it's doing more harm because it's getting more kids hooked. Right. And I don't see why they can't just stop them from selling it, but apparently they, the FDA reversed their decision again. Yeah. But I, but you know, so the, that's the problem. They, they, they were, they had two different goals and aims. They had the goal and aim to help adults and smokers stop smoking cigarettes but then they were trying to increase sales, obviously. So they exactly, I mean, they were doing a beautiful marketing campaign and making this thing look cool and hip and mm -hmm. just like the original cigarette ads, you know, with athletes and, and uh, doctors recommending tobacco and all that stuff. And, you know, it's funny, you would see like Babe Ruth, you know, the, uh, you would see doctors recommend cigarettes or, or fan, famous athletes recommend cigarettes. So, right. Or like chew or whatever they were doing, tobacco chew. Exactly. Um, but yeah, and they also had like different flavors. So who is that for? How's that helping you not yeah. get off cigarettes? I know what adult wants flip. Well, maybe, I don't know. It's all about the kids. You're right. Although I, I do think there is a benefit to adults doing that instead of cigarettes. I think there is a little bit of a benefit. I think it's right easier. Um maybe a little less gross. Um, right. So maybe you're right. Maybe they can prove it. So the FDA is like, oh, maybe we're not going to win this. I don't know. Yeah. But but the funny thing is I just saw a young patient this week um, coming in for some other problem. And the patient was telling me how uh, in high school, this patient was, you know, vaping, not, not marijuana or anything, but tobacco. 
And the parents didn't even realize because they didn't even know, you know, now it's out there, but still they thought it was some cool, like toy thing. You know, the parents didn't even know what the thing was Mm -hmm. uh, until years later that, oh, this is nicotine. This is tobacco. They had no idea. They just thought it was like some cute little clip or toy or something like that, that the, that the patient had. And turned out this, this whole high school career, this kid was, and, and just like all the kids' friends, they all were vaping, which is nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is terrible for you. So Yeah, which is def- especially as a youth. I mean, that's definitely, right. and, and it makes me a little paranoid. Like, I almost want to ask my kids, although they have, I, I have in the past, they've told me that um, they definitely have a lot of friends who do. Um, and I don't think they do, <laughs> but uh, I know one of my daughter's friends is a big smoker. And uh, now instead of cigarettes, uses the vape pen. She's in her, you know, already in the in 26, but I guess it's better than cigarettes. But I right. but she started young too. And really, you can't hide it because my brother does sometimes too. And I don't even notice he's doing it. Like you can do it in restaurants. People don't notice movie theaters, wherever. Yeah, it's really kind of bizarre. Like I, I've been to meetings with people. Um either in person or virtually, and you just see them all of a sudden, you know, do this thing, you know, mm-hmm. right. Have, have you had meetings like that with people? Yes, I have. Um, yeah. So it's easier to hide a little bit. Yeah. And it's kind of a little bizarre. Mm-hmm. I agree. Oh, it sounds so pretty where you are. I feel like I hear the birds singing. You do hear birds. Yeah. We're, yeah, we live, you know, we, we live in Woodland Hills now. We moved out to the Valley. It's funny when I moved to California, to LA, I would never, like the Valley, you know, growing up, you know, there was the movie Valley Girl and everybody made fun of, you know, Valley Girl, the Valley and how Valley people. So the funny thing is I married a Valley Girl. My wife grew up in the Valley and she has some of the Valley slang words a little bit, which is kind of funny. She and her brother. Um, but then when I moved out, you know, to the beach, the whole thing for L.A. was living at the beach. So I moved to the beach and in the beginning when we were married, we lived at the beach and then we moved inland a little bit, you know, closer to the hospital. And now we made the move to the valley. Now you hear the, do- the dogs barking, of course. Um, and uh, and it's yeah. So we, we live in the valley, which is nuts, deep in the valley, not just like this, the not just the superficial, you know, outskirt, you know, you know, mm. we live far in the valley. We, we And not only do we live in the valley, we live in the hottest part of oh. We are, when I moved, when we moved to Woodland Hills, someone said, you know, it's the hottest part of Los Angeles. So it's easy over 100 degrees here sometimes in the summer. Wow, that must be a big adjustment. It is a total big adjustment. But but we, you know, I don't know if you knew this, one of our dogs, since we live in the valley, you know, with mountains and stuff, one of our dogs recently got mauled and killed by and eaten partially by a coyote. Yeah, you told me that. I over the phone. And I was horrified. I felt so bad for you because you and your family rescue dogs, cats, other animals. Yeah. And the funny thing is peanut was the dog. She was our, um, the family's least favorite dog, but when friends would come over and, and other people and guests, she was the fan favorite. So it's funny people who found out about it were really devastated. Like my sister's daughter called so sad crying, you know, 
died. Like, so we have people all, all around were like broken hearted that peanut had died. Um, but you know, we got a new dog. I know. I saw a picture on Instagram, a German shepherd, right? Big German shepherd. To, and the whole reason we got a big dog was a for security for the house, because we live now in the Valley and unfortunately crime is on the rise and all that. And, um, but also to protect our other dogs from the coyotes. And plus we always kind of wanted a big dog. So, um, so we got a German shepherd. Yeah. How's that going? How's, oh, they're <laughs> perfect timing. <laughs> is is so he or she? Oh, what a pretty me. baby. <laughs> and we got a male dog. Come here. Come here. I got a pick. Let's see. Come here, Simon. And, and, and oh, his- Simon. Simon. Come here, Simon. What a scene stealer Simon is. It's so funny that he walked in just now. Good boy. He's a he's a lover. And he's snuck in. He's he's really smart. Let me open this door. He's he's super smart. And he was gonna be euthanized like the next day if he didn't adopt yeah. him. That gorgeous dog. That's so yeah. sad. He was literally about to, the same day, I think we we really had to he was he was about to be euthanized, which is amazing. Uh-huh. Um he was meant he to be yours. Yeah, he went for about a week without a name. We we had some want to hear some of the other uh we we actually on Instagram got a lot of people um giving us feedback for names. We did that post, you know, what should we name them? Yeah, uh, what was the highest one? What we got from people um chance. Some people said chance, you know, because we gave them a chance kind of thing. Um that's but, nice. And that's also from the movie Homeward Bound, voiced by Michael J. Fox, Chance oh, the Dog. I didn't know that. But the 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 other names that we were thinking, A, because of Top Gun, but B, because of your your dog, Goose was very high in the running. Oh, nice. I like yeah. that. Goose and, not, and Rooster. Rooster was high in the running, too. Rooster would be cute. But I, yeah. I like Simon. So how did you, because Simon Sinek, is that because you love him? I love, that's interesting. I do lo- love Simon Sinek. Um, no, I don't know. What, out of nowhere, Simon popped up. Like we had all these other names. It was, it was Goose. It was Rooster. It was maybe Bagel, maybe Pasta. I like Bagel and Pasta. I'm born oh, again. Yeah. My, I'm forgetting my kid had a name she really liked that was high in the running too. Also a food because, you know, our other dog, we, we used to always name our dogs. We had, pe- we had, we had popcorn, we had peanut, um, and we have brownie. So we were thinking, you know, and then we have Bambi, but we were thinking of some kind of food name. I'm blanking on what the, the hot, high food, other food, we had some other good food names. Um, I can't remember now. If it'll come back to me, I'll let you know. But out of nowhere, all of a sudden, Simon emerged and everybody kind of liked it. And and so we went with Simon, not Simon LeBond from uh, Duran Duran. Oh, well, yep. you know, it could be anything. But right. speaking of Goose, I finally saw Top Gun Maverick. Oh, so, man. so good. I was like, so there's like there's going to be spoilers in case our audience wants to know. But I feel like everyone's seen it. I feel like I was the last person to see it with my husband. But when I was going into it, when it started to show like the young generation, I was a little scared because it showed like uh, a woman, you know, pilot. And I thought they were going to do a whole like love angle with like Miles Teller. And I was like, I don't want to see this like, you know, 
this new generation, but I thought they did a really good job of just like mixing it in just a little bit. Yeah, no, they, they did. Yeah. You, I had no idea what it was going to be like, but I, I think, you know, my hat, my hat off to look at that head, bed head, my hat off to Tom Cruise, you know, he, they nailed it. I think, don't you agree? Yes, I think so too. I thought, yeah, they didn't go with like the love story. I thought they were going to go to when I first met the new crew, they just like, I don't know. They did a very good job of like hitting all the right notes, all the right notes. And the whole Val Kilmer, uh, Iceman stuff was amazing. I know, but I don't think you prepared me enough or, okay. So I told myself, you know, you're going to cry. So just don't cry. But I was (laughs) screaming tears down my face the entire time. And I think it's kind of like about what you and Mariano talked about. There's like this extra layer to the film. So it's, it's about their they're real life friends, Val Kilmer and Tom Cruise, as we talked about, but it was just so much in that Val Kilmer is really going through this horrible, you know, he really went through this horrible disease and these, uh, I don't know. It was so beautiful. I was pointing to the screen, what he wanted to say. I could not stop crying. Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, I mean, they really handled the whole thing with him amazingly well, like his character, his illness, you know, the fact that he um, had the head and neck cancer you know, they, they really did such a good job of it. They really did. And yeah, he was only on screen for a little, little bit of time, but I'm like, why not give him an Oscar nod? Like, why not give this whole film an Oscar nod? I thought it was great. Yeah, it was a great movie. And and I would see it again and again and again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to see it again. Yeah, I would gladly go watch it over and over again. So speaking of actors that we love, James Conn died. James Conn died who, um, I mean, I think most people always think of him as Sonny in The Godfather, right? Like yeah. the hot-tempered son in uh, The First Godfather. Yeah. Um, but it's funny. Someone, my wife was saying how, oh, James Conn died from Elf. I was going to say, or they know him as uh, the father in Elf, who he also nails. And I heard he was so excited to finally, like, get that sequel money because um, his character dies in Godfather, which shouldn't be a spoiler for anyone in the first one. So he didn't get to be in the second one or the third one, but he wanted that sequel money. And apparently Will Ferrell and James Favreau did not get along. So there was never like a sequel to Elf. John Favreau? John Favreau. John Favreau. Is that what I said? You said James. Oh, sorry. John Favreau. How dare you? (laughs) I know. Really? They didn't get along. That's that's the rumor anyway. So he that's what he said. So they never made a sequel. So he didn't get that sequel money. I heard him talk about it. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Um, Supposedly, you know, I was reading stuff. um, James Conn has one scene in Godfather 2 in a flashback, supposedly. But I, I don't know if it's just old footage or they actually used him for something. A dining room scene, you know, where they're having a big family meal. Um, cause it, just from my memory, I think that might be the scene they're referring to. Okay. So uh, maybe there is, I, I was trying to think too. I don't remember. It might have just been footage and may, you know, from the first movie. So maybe that's why he didn't get credited or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, I guess there was like not that negotiation, negotiating for that sequel money. If your character's, you know, yeah. deceased. What, um, do we know what he died from us? No, it doesn't say. Um, he was 82. No cause of death was revealed. He was also in, you know, we talked about it, Brian's song, right? Um, yes, which made every grown man cry. That's what it's known for. Exactly. And and 
um, I, I think I mentioned it some, maybe I talked about it on one of our posts, um, but there's another movie where, and you've probably, maybe you've seen the movie where some guy is saying to his buddies, Hey, I'm having, what's your name over? We're going to watch a movie tonight on a, a, for a date. What should we watch? And they're like, you got to watch Brian's song. So she sees you cry, you know, <laughs> points, you know, emotional points. I, I'm, I don't remember what movie that I'm sure it's easy to Google and find, but, uh, thing yeah it's it's a more recent movie and they're like oh yeah it's it's a no-brainer you got to watch Brian's <laughs> which is a great movie it, it really is one of those movies that it's like old yeller it's Brian's song and that's based on a true story about Brian Piccolo and Gail Sayers the two football players who and James Conn plays Brian Piccolo who um gets I think it's leukemia and eventually um, dies, you know, and it goes through his treatment, but it's, it really is a great movie. Right. No, um, I saw it so long ago, but yes, I remember seeing it. Yeah. And just a funny shout out, you know, it, James Kahn's most famous role, and he's played a lot of mobsters as Italian mobsters. He, he's very vocal about talking about that. He was very vocal about saying, you know, he's known as an Italian mobster, but he's really a Jew from New York City. Yeah, this is a quote I saw that I thought was really funny. I'm glad you brought that up. It said, he said, I won Italian of the, the year twice in New York, and I'm Jewish, not Italian. <laughs> That's great. Um, you know, it turns out my dad actually, you know, I never got to meet him. But, you know, my dad was a political figure um, in New York City and helped run one of the old time political clubs on the Upper West Side of New York City, actually on the mid to lower West Side of New York City, called the McManus Democratic Club. Um, my dad was very close to Jim McManus, who was the party, who was the boss. Um, Uncle Jim, we called him Uncle Jim. And um, we used to just go there and hang out. But it, it was the last of the old time political clubs you know there's the whole Tammany Hall and, and all of that there's the movie Gangs of New York with um who's in Gangs of New York the actor uh, who retires what's his name who's amazing uh Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> and it's um but, why am I blanking on his name all of a sudden one of the greatest Daniel Day-Lewis Daniel Day-Lewis yeah so Gangs of New York is is kind of the talks about the whole political clubs you know the early uh, political clubs in New York City um and then it finally went on to Tammany Hall. And then the last great club was this McManus Club, where my dad was kind of his right-hand man. And um, somehow Jim James Kahn had something to do with that club. I think he maybe knew a lot of those guys or hung out with a lot of those guys. So my dad supposedly had a relationship with the guy. And there's a story. Actually, my daughter was asking me yesterday about regrets in my life. And my dad offered me and i don't know if it was a real offer just you know because my dad talked a big game sometimes uh but he had a lot of clout and a lot of connections i don't know if you know this story lauren he offered me when i was i think i was either a senior in high school a freshman in college something like that he said jason would you be interested in going to italy or sicily for the summer to work on post-production of godfather three and I think it was because of a connection with James Kahn or something like that, that he had even kind of been able to offer me something like that. And I said, no, I want to hang out with my friends this summer. Mm -hmm. And that's that's a big regret of my life that I didn't that I didn't take him yeah. up on it. 
I don't know if it would have happened, but uh, it's definitely one of my regrets. Yeah, of course. Well, you could still meet Francis Ford Coppola. He's still around. He's still directing. Maybe he'd get in on his last film. There you go. But Francis Ford Coppola wasn't wasn't one of the connected guys like James Conn. True, true, true. true. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but apparently, I didn't know this, but I was looking. Francis Ford Coppola wrote some nice words. They knew each other since Hofstra University. So they've known each other their whole lives, basically. Yeah, yeah. Because he cast them like in something first, right? Or, or they were in something together or he cast them in something first. And that's yeah, what casting him in The Godfather, I think. Right. So He was also yeah. in a super cheesy movie, Rollerball. Remember that movie? I never saw that. It was like, actually, they did a remake kind of movie with Drew Barrymore, but there was some early movie about, um, you know, this like roller derby thing where they go around literally kind of killing each other with this hard ball and kind of <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a Hunger Games-y kind of movie. And James Caan was the lead in that. Really? That seems yeah. like it should be like a cult movie. I haven't never heard of it. Yeah, I think it probably would be a cultish, cultish movie. I'm not sure. Hmm. I'll have to look that, into that. Um, another actor that died just, I think, yesterday, Tony um, Sirico died. Ah, Polly Walnuts. Polly Walnuts from one of our favorite shows. Sopranos, exactly. Yeah, weird. Uh, and, and then and then just going back, um, Ray Liotta, you know, recently yeah. died. So well, there's a lot of great mobsters. A lot of great mobsters. I, I think. Um, Fictional mobsters. Fictional mobsters. I think uh, that's a movie. Goodfellas, I, I think. I think I'm ready to show my kids Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah, for what, sure. What do you think? Will it hold up? Will I they think like if they it? watch Euphoria, they can watch Goodfellas. Yeah. No, I mean, of course. no, but will it hold up? I mean, you think they'll be bored by it or they'll? No, they'll... I think I think if you ask most people that were in the cinema what their top 10 was, Goodfellas would be on the list of most everyone. Yeah. So I think it's. Uh, it's I think probably... they have to watch it almost. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but, you know, Girls aren't necessarily into that. That's such a sexist statement. I don't know if girls. No, into- I'm a girl. I'm into. <laughs> I know, I know. But, but I, I mean, I grew up with an Italian American father. That that's like that's just the kind of stuff we watch. Yes, yes. The only other thing I wanted to talk about was: Have you watched the? I feel like it's got to be like one of the most popular shows right now. It's called The Old Man on FX. It's with Jeff Bridges, John Lithgow. No. no, but I'm a Jeff Bridges fan, but I have not watched it. Yeah, so it's on um, it's on FX, but you can watch it on Hulu too. So you might want to check it out. I just watched the first episode, and it's pretty cool because Jeff Bridges. I think we briefly talked about it on one podcast, but he was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and um, I guess he's in remission from that. But he said what when he thought he was going to die was he was in chemotherapy, and he also got COVID. So he basically was just like preparing for death. Wow. And then he finally recovered and then they started shooting on the show again. And so he, he said he basically had like a tumor in his gut that he was like doing these fight scenes for. And somehow he, he got through it all. I mean, you can't tell, like he's, it looks like he's really fighting. I don't know how they did it. Yeah. He probably was really fighting and didn't, I, I, I read the article. I don't think he knew he had the tumor yet. Did he, or, or he did. Oh, I thought he did. I don't know. It was uh, unclear, I guess. I couldn't tell by the article. I thought that that's kind of how, when they were figuring it all out, but maybe I'm Oh, wrong. yeah. You know what? That might have been the truth. Yeah, because he said he didn't feel any pain. So that must have been what it was. Yeah. 
Um, and, you know, luckily, uh, lymphoma these days is a fairly treatable um, cancer. You know, it's not like it, it used to be. And, and interestingly, that the same patient that I was talking about who came in with uh, their parents who, who was juuling, you know, vaping, um, that I think that's what this patient is coming in for. And I actually have to operate on the patient to help make the diagnosis to take out a lymph node to try to come up with a diagnosis for sure to help guide the chemotherapy treatment. Um, just, Is you know, that a common way to do the diagnosis. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. So with lymphoma, it's a cancer of the lymphatic system, the lymph glands, and they'll get really big. And sometimes you can get a biopsy just by needling it, but oftentimes you actually have to remove a little chunk of that lymph tissue so that they could look at it under the microscope to really see the, you know, the specific kind of lymphoma to help, guide the chemotherapy treatment, but it's usually very treatable. It definitely kicks the crap out of the patient for six to 12 months, but it's, it's luckily, you know, it's not like it used to be same with leukemia, you know, talking about Brian Piccolo, Brian song, um, that, that character, um, these days, these, these, we have a lot more good therapies that aren't just treatable, but often curable. It's, it's one of the cancers that we've, we've actually kind of been able to cure, you know, there's still the chance that it could come back in the future, but it, it is one of those curable cancers these days, lymphoma, leukemia. Have you seen a lot of your patients come back like that? It's come back. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I still remember actually I, for whatever reason, my daughter and I were talking about someone else yesterday whose daughter, it turned out I took care of years and years ago who wound up actually, unfortunately dying from, from, um, from it because uh, it they just had too hard it, it, it they just couldn't get up get a handle on it and and despite treatment it kept coming back so what are like this what are the symptoms like what was this patient experiencing that made you think this was what it was so so um usually one of a couple of things um often a patient will present with like a weird bump in an area or, or lymph swollen glands or something like that the thing is, that could be anything. You know, that could be you have a cold, you have an infection, local infection, and and our glands swell up. Like, you know, your your glands swell up. You know, when you have a cold under your neck, you know, just or a tooth infection, you you get swollen glands. So, or it could be mono, or it could be some weird immune thing. But mm. but swollen glands in an area is is one. Uh, as I see you holding your neck, I'm such a hypochondriac. I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> but swollen glands is one thing. One of the common things that presents or someone, oh, I have this bump or I think it's a muscle and it turns out it's swollen glands. And then the other thing we talk about are B symptoms, which are like um, uh, a patient will say, uh, um, we ask about chills and fevers and night sweats. So the common thing. So a patient will often say, yeah, you know, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and my bed is all wet because I was having night sweats. Mm. And that could be, you know, a fairly common sign that someone may have but again it could be a zillion other things too Um, but but that's one you know two of the classic things that for someone with lymphoma leukemia that might present to us right well hopefully yeah everyone that goes into remission it stays in remission and jeff bridges i don't know if there's going to be a season two but season one so far that i watched is pretty good i think you might like you didn't even tell me what it's about it's like it's they consider it like a cat and mouse game basically like John Lithgow and Jeff Bridges, they show like the younger version of them. It's about like the CIA or whatever mission that they were on 
coming back to like basically haunt them 30 years later, like what they thought they buried out there. And I think Afghanistan is coming back. Got it. So they're spies. It's a spy thing. It's kind of like a spy thing. There's a mole. There's like, yeah, there's different. Just when they thought they were out, they're never out. Yeah. That's what my husband always says about action movies. When you think you, they're out, they're not out. They have to call back in the best. It's like, that's, that's the formula. It's gotta be that way. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. So that's, that's it. That's all I got. Anything you're watching, anything you want to share? What did we just finish? We just finished um, Stranger Things. I love Stranger Things. Did you finish it? Yes. I thought it was the best season yet. I, yeah, I had to like rewatch, like rewind and rewatch a little bit because it was like so much. But um, yes, I think it was a great season. Yeah, it was great. Too soon, too fast. I know it was a lot of fun. I just like that world. Somehow I find it like comforting. It's so cheesy and ridiculous if you actually dissect it. But when you're watching, it's just fun. It is fun. And the characters, the actors are fun kids to watch. They're really all fun. Yeah, they're great actors. Yeah. Why do you think Hopper's so thin now? Do you think I didn't know that he was? I thought like he was wearing a big jacket because he didn't lose the weight. So, but then when, yeah, then I could see his face. Yeah, he looks a lot thinner. Is it for a role, a different role? Yeah, that's my question. Do you think it was for some other role or do you think it was part of this character? I don't know. He definitely had time to lose the weight because they stopped filming. So maybe he just thought I'll get in shape. I think it was for other roles because he, he's definitely. He could be like a real superhero guy. My wife keeps saying that. Bernice keeps saying that he could be a, you know, like another Chris Pratt kind of guy. Yeah, he definitely could be. I mean, yeah, nobody thought Andy from Parks and Rec would be like an action star. And right. Then he lost the weight. Yeah, he looked great. Yeah. David Barber. Yeah. And I love him in uh, Black Widow. Oh, I haven't seen that. Where he is a superhero. Oh, he already plays a superhero. See, there's too many superhero I- movies and I can't keep yeah. up. I know they. I they're going to be asking us pretty soon to be superheroes. Just <laughs> so many, but yeah. you're going to go see Thor. I know that. Yeah. What about you? What are you What are you hoping to see? There's nothing, nothing out. Um, I'm hoping to see for my dad's birthday. He wanted to go to the movie, so we saw everything, everywhere, all at once, which was so much movie. I can't even get into it on this podcast. It's just we too much. We do a separate podcast about it because my, I haven't seen it yet, but my middle daughter loved it. And I think maybe has already seen it twice. My and- brother loved it. And this was his second time seeing it. And he has ADD and usually can't sit through a movie that long, but he loved it. And I just think I wasn't really in the mood to watch a movie. And it's a lot. It is everything all at once. Yeah, I think we need to uh, we need to see it. And I and bef- before we go, I, I oh we talked about briefly about Magnolia, the movie Magnolia, which I said is kind of like we were talking about it with my kids. And I said, um, and my youngest said, "Well, what's that about?" And I said, "It's kind of like an everything, everywhere, all at once." And my middle daughter said, "No, it's not." <laughs> I don't know, but I, I haven't seen everything everywhere all at once. Uh, yeah. Once you see it, you'll see why she said, no, it's not. But speaking of Magnolia, you said, does your wife had, did she ever run into Paul Thomas Anderson living in the Valley? They both no. grew up in the Valley. Yeah. No? Okay. No. That would have been cool. But she loved licorice pizza because it really reminded her of growing up in the Valley. I feel like their paths must have crossed it sometime. All right. Well, thanks, Dr. Cohen. Well, thanks, Lauren Taylor. Thanks, everybody, for joining us at Gross Anatomy. Thank you. Bye. Bye. 
That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine. Gross Anatomy is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.